Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. Today's passage is Revelation 7. As we have journeyed through the New Testament together this year with only 15 more uh, chapters left remaining, one thing that we've mentioned pretty frequently throughout this time is what we call the TAN method. Talking about a way we study our Bibles and look at three things, then, always, now. Then really captures what is the correct meaning of The passage. And so there you're going to consider things like the original author and the original audience. And what is this meant by God to communicate in that setting? What is the meaning of the text? Always, then we start to draw out principles from this passage that we see affirmed by a passage that are always true, always true about God, always true about God's people, uh, things like that. And and then we get into now, uh, kind of more the so what question. And of course, it all starts with the then, because if we don't have the meaning correct, we're not going to be able to draw the right principles and the right applications from the text. Now, we're kind of, as we get into Revelation, doing I guess what you could say is maybe a little bit of reverse tan, because it's, it's different than normal. Normally, we're considering things that happened long ago and thinking backwards uh, to think about what they experienced and now then going forward to us and our time and applying God's word to us. What we see in Revelation is, I believe, that the correct interpretation of Revelation is going to hold that most of these things are still yet to come. So now we're doing something a little bit backwards because we're looking at descriptions of things that still haven't happened yet. So we're trying to understand what is God saying will happen. But then we're we're working in kind of a different direction. We want to understand those details, but then we want to look, okay, what's always true? And how does that apply to us now? And so we're going to be thinking about that a little bit today and, and in some other days as we continue through the book of Revelation. Because Revelation 7, I think, is telling us things about the future. And one thing I want to avoid as we look at so many of the things that Revelation will say that are pointing toward the future, I don't want it to be just, huh, that's interesting. I want us to really see, hmm, that makes a difference in my life. Because even though we're looking at these prophecies and there's a sense of wonder, kind of like if you think back to before the first coming of Christ, where they had prophecies, well, we know this and we know this, but there were still questions, but what exactly is all of this going to look like? And so there's some things I think we can know that Revelation or other books tell us, but there's still a lot of, well, I wonder what that's going to look like. And instead of just thinking about those things, hopefully we can see some true things about God, true things about God's people and very clear applications for us today. Let's look together now at Revelation 7. Now, Revelation 7 starts with the sealing of the 144,000. 
And it, it talks about God using these angels to hold back the four winds of the earth and that there's a stillness for this time to be complete to seal all of these individuals. Verse 3, do not harm the earth or the sea or the trees until we have sealed the servants of our God on their foreheads. And then it's 144,000 and it lists 12 tribes from which these 144,000 come from. And I do think the best understanding is, well, this is real people in the future from these tribes, really 12,000. And from what we see then that flows from this, I think this is really a, a group of uh, Jewish people in the time of tribulation that God is going to use to declare the gospel. Because then we see that there's this multitude uh, from every nation, from all tribes and people and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes. And it tells us who are the people in white robes in verse 14, where it says, these are the ones coming out of the great tribulation. So even these people specifically are coming out of this time of great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. So we see this 144,000, and then we see this great multitude of people saved in the time of great tribulation. So I think that is what it is telling us about the future, which in this case is then. But let's think through three always principles I think we see in this passage uh, that are going to help us then apply this passage. One thing that is always true is what is cried out by this multitude in verse 10. Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. Always true, people. Salvation belongs to our God today. Therefore, we should say amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. So another set of words, in addition to then, always, now, that we have used a lot throughout this year is learn, worship, and apply as things we can take away from our time reading the Bible. Well, here's a clear worship, especially if you are saved. Salvation belongs to our God. Therefore, all the blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might go to Him. If you are saved, you should spend time in response to this passage, worshiping God for your salvation. Now, another thing I think we see here that is a principle we can draw from this text is this. Times of judgment and times of revival are not mutually exclusive. And I believe we're looking forward in the book of Revelation to a time of unprecedented judgment where the wrath of God, or even as we saw yesterday, the wrath of the Lamb is being poured out on the world and people are hiding from it. Unprecedented judgment. But it seems from what we read in chapter 7, there's also unprecedented salvation going on in this time. And now as we think through our day, obviously, I don't think we're living in that judgment or that revival, but in our own time, we need to understand that times of judgment and times of revival are not mutually exclusive. 
I don't know what the future holds for the United States of America. I don't know what the future holds in the next few years for the world that we are living in. But even if we see hard times, even if we see really judgment, whether it's against the United States of America or in some other way in this world, I think we should, as Christians, be encouraged. We might also, along with that, see revival. I think many times if we think of God's judgment coming to our nation, it bums us out. And that's, that's fine. We should be saddened to think of God's judgment. But sometimes we get so discouraged or depressed by that, that I think we don't realize, hey, even if there's hard times in my culture or judgment against my nation, there may be unprecedented, in just in my nation, opportunities for revival. And so I think as Christians, we need to think that way. And no matter what's going on around us, a third principle that we see here, I believe, in Revelation 7 is that God rewards those who are faithful. Uh, these people that are saved, it describes them in white robes, and it talks about the reward that they are going to have. Verse 15, 16, and 17. Therefore, they are before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. And he sits and he who sits on the throne will shelter them with his presence. They shall hunger no more, neither thirst any more. The sun shall not strike them nor any scorching heat for the lamb in the midst of the throne will be their shepherd and he will guide them to springs of living water and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Now, these words are talking, I think, about this group saved out of the tribulation, but what we see here echoes some things that we see throughout the rest of Scripture that would pertain to all believers. And I think that's one of, not the only, but one of the great motivations of the Christian life, that we look ahead to the reward and we stay faithful to Christ because our eyes are on eternity, where we will hunger no more, nor thirst anymore, and we will be in the presence of the Lamb. So even though we may not be living in this specific time of the Great Tribulation, which also seems to be a time of unprecedented persecution, we will still experience opposition and persecution and temptation in our time. And we should seek to remain faithful to Christ. And one of the reasons we should seek to do so is the reward that we know comes to those who are faithful to Christ. So Revelation 7 points us forward to a time of revival, even in the midst of judgment. And I think it reminds us salvation belongs to our God. Times of judgment and times of revival are not mutually exclusive. And that God rewards the faithful. I mean, what we have learned about the scripture as we think about then really inspire us to live rightly now. Thanks for digging into God's word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out revivalfromthebible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to compassbible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.